1: All right, getting ready. Hour two here on the early line, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez as we get to ready. Full card tonight coming your way. Nine NBA games, two NHL games, 47 more college uh, basketball games. And uh, last night, we certainly uh, got treated to a couple of upsets there in a limited card. 21 games last night, but it was uh, headed by uh, Michigan State throwing up all over themselves uh, last night. Penn State comes in. Finally, a road team uh, is able to go on the road and actually uh, win a game, a dog there. Uh, Number 22, Penn State, takes down Michigan State, 75-70. They were an eight-and-a-half-point road dog, Dane. They were plus 350 on the money line. Uh, Also, Auburn takes down Arkansas in overtime, 79-76. But that was actually an upset because even though Auburn's number 11, they were still a point-and-a-half dog in uh, in Arkansas. Uh, Duke, uh, we talked about that game yesterday. 13 half, was too many. Uh, well, 14 was way too, many. too many. Way too many. And Maryland squeaks by. Uh, you know, they win, but again, fail to cover uh, at home there. And the uh, the bad beat of the night, the, uh, the hashtag torn ticket, Dane, in uh, Michigan taking on Ohio State's. A, uh, a rivalry that Michigan has owned uh, over the last seven and one in the last eight, four and one over the last five against the number. And uh, at the end of the game, at about 30 seconds left, Michigan uh, gets a flagrant uh, foul called on him because of not because it was egregious, but simply because. It just looked worse than what it was because a guy was trying to hold a player. You have seen it, Daniel. It's like a big NBA move where instead of just giving him, you know, you try to hold him, make sure he can't get the easy bucket. Right. Well he ends up grabbing the guy and ripping his shirt. So his jersey gets ripped and of course. Shots in the ball. Yeah, two, uh, And that was it. And that led to Ohio State ending up winning the game. It was just, it was like, come on, you got to be kidding me. And they weren't a big favorite. I mean, Michigan was only a point and a half, two and a half points, I think, uh, at most during the day yesterday. But Ohio State hadn't been able to win on the road. And now Michigan, uh, you got to, at some point, start winning some Big Ten games, especially yeah. at home. I, otherwise, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do here. You're losing to Ohio State is...
2: Remember, last time we had Maxwell Smart on, he was on Ohio State to come on back and make a
1: run in that conference. So. He reminded you, they got some talent there. Yeah. Uh, big time in Ohio State. We do have some talent, too, as well. His name is Dan Strafford. He's coming up with the updates, and then we'll be back. at you ready for tonight's card. Do that coming up next here on the grid. The early line SportsGrid
0: News Update.
3: Details are still fluid in a four-team, 12-player trade. First reported by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. According to Woj, the Houston Rockets acquired the Minnesota Timberwolves' Robert Covington and traded center Clint Capella to the Atlanta Hawks as part of a four-team, 12-player deal. One of the biggest in the NBA in recent history. Details are still emerging and can change heading up to the 3 p.m. Eastern deadline today. In baseball, a huge three-team trade with Mookie Betts on his way to the Dodgers. The superstar outfielder is on his way to L.A. with starting pitcher David Price. The trade was first reported by ESPN's Jeff Passan. The third team in the deal is the Minnesota Twins with the Dodgers sending Kent Maida to Minnesota. Boston will receive back young outfielder Alex Vertigo from the Dodgers and a young pitcher from the Twins. In a related but separate trade, the L.A. Dodgers have traded outfielder Jock Peterson to the Angels. For prospect infielder Luis Rangifo, multiple sources do say more details are still to come on this deal, and it could expand before it is finalized. According to John Heyman of MLB Network, quote, there is to this point no talk between the Cubs and Braves about a Chris Bryant trade. That's to Counter USA Today's Bob Nightingale reporting in mid-January that the Braves were expected to revisit their pursuit of Bryant after failing to retain Josh Donaldson. In the NBA last night, some big performances from around the National Basketball Association. James Harden had 40 points, 12 assists, 9 rebounds. In the Rockets, 125-110 to 110 win over the Charlotte Hornets. Nikola Jokic, 29 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. As the Denver Nuggets bested the Portland Trailblazers, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 34 points. 17 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block in the Bucks' 120-108 win over the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Dan Straffer and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. It's the early line with Joe Ranieri and Dane
1: Martinez. Welcome back in uh, here on this, I can't believe it! it is now a uh, Wednesday. It is February 5th, and uh, baseball once again dominates the headlines overnight with uh, Mookie uh, Mookie Betts, uh, David Price heading to the Dodgers, and uh, they didn't really have to give up a whole heck of a lot to get them. Kind of a a bit of a reset, uh, reshuffling uh, of the Boston Red Sox organization right now. So Red Sox fans are in mourning, Dodger fans are celebrating. Uh, But we would certainly caution everybody to uh, take a uh, take a chill pill because a lot can happen in a 162 game season like we have seen in the past. You might have the best team on paper. I don't mean guarantee you a damn thing uh, in Major League Baseball, which is what makes it so much fun. And Dane, you know, we talked about uh, heading in regionalism when it comes to sports betting and and this past year what were we going to see right and how is it going to affect the betting markets and we finally got the tallies from both nevada and the east coast and pretty much everywhere in between on the super bowl handle who made money and who didn't make money so the interesting thing about the west coast and and i guess it shouldn't be a surprise. They made money. They made the most money of uh, of any state. In fact, they uh, they won close to nineteen million dollars, mostly because let's had face that it, Niners they got money a, out there on the they West got Coast. a lot of that <laughs> niner money there, so they did. Uh, you know, it made a lot of sense. The uh, Nevada Gaming Control Board released the numbers, so just about nineteen million on a hundred and fifty-five million-dollar handle in that game there. So when you look around some of the other places, though, the East Coast. Uh, did not make money. Jersey did not make money. This is now the second Super Bowl in a row um, that they, uh, that Jersey lost money. They lost about four and a half million dollars. They had just about 55 million in handle, Dane. Uh, Both of those numbers, by the way, the loss and the handle are, uh, uh, it continues to grow, basically. Let's leave it at that. It continues to grow there. However, the... Problem with and I think that you've got such regionalism going there for the books. Meaning, there was a hell of a lot more Andy Reid sentiment love ah, on the East Coast for in those books. Yes, because of his connection to Philly. That makes sense. Philly too was also another one we know, of course, that uh, that Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, rather, right. where he formerly coached. They uh, they handled just about thirty-one million. They lost three and a half million. Uh, so Oregon Lee, uh, also love. handled two million. They won one hundred and fifty thousand. Mississippi had a six point seven million handle. Uh, we don't know yet, although it looks like they came close to breaking even. Mm. But without a doubt, the big loser in all of this, if you want to consider loser, Coast. was the East Coast. Uh, uh, and the West. East Coast, and you think about it, Dan, because we talk about it all the time. Think about now. You've got, obviously, regionalism with the Andy Reid East Coast by everybody back in Kansas City, the favorite, right? Yep. So you got more Kansas City money. Yep. You also have, you talked about it, promotional wagers, yeah. odds boosts, yeah. all of these groups, all of these these books, which is, again, why it's so, it's beneficial as a better having options and being able to right. go get those types of things on the East Coast right now, as opposed to Nevada. They don't need to do that. Right. That money's coming in regardless. But on the East Coast and other places, those types of things, Dan, actually proved to be uh, costly for the books this year. And uh, I, I wonder how much longer it will, in fact, continue. But keep in mind, there is definitely a line drawn between the teams. Where the bets are being made and depending on the outcome depends on the regionalism with the book and what the bets are and whether they make money or not. So we are really starting to see it, especially in a game like the Super Bowl. There are uh, there are very distinct lines drawn in the sand here. And uh, depending on the team and what part of the country they are from is playing a big role in uh, in the books and how much money they make or don't make.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've made this point a lot, right? Because I'll just say it again for people who are new to Sports Grid or new to sports investing. The lines are not what these shops will think will happen. The lines Mm -hmm. are what will generate even money on both sides. And so to your point, Joe, out there on the West Coast, more San Francisco fans, they had to adjust that to get people to actually still lay Kansas City they yep. want it even on both sides. On the yep. flip side in the East Coast, everyone, you know, I guess we're we're going with the idea that, you know, uh love for Andy Reid, they were going to be on that anyway, the line may move. So That's to correct. spin it forward, Joe, because I also believe that regionalism is even more in college than in mm-hmm. the pros, right? So when I start to look at March Madness or college future odds, I'd be willing to bet, Joe, I mean, we'll have to pull up numbers and maybe track it, but a school like Gonzaga, Joe, right? Now, that's a West Coast school. Uh, A lot of people on the East Coast don't even see them on TV, right? And the West Coast has seen them for a long time, and in this year, where there's no huge stud blue blood school, I'd be willing to bet okay, that futures odds on the West Coast are shorter for the Zags than they are on the East Coast?
1: It's, um, I don't know that it'll be that dramatic just yet because most of the public doesn't tie their money up in future bets anyway. Fair. When the tournament comes sure. and when they start Individual playing some games, games yeah. I can't wait to see what the difference is between the books uh, in Oregon let's say, sure. when Oregon plays, and what it might be at FanDuel. It'll be right. interesting. but uh, Regionalism uh, you know, by even by way, more in college. Yeah, Rhode Island, too, uh, uh, ended up winning just about a million dollars in bets. And they got their ass handed to them last year because of the Patriots. So right. interesting, uh, interesting regionalism with sports books. Worth keeping an eye on, guys So, you know, Dan, it's uh, it's interesting, too, and I know that uh, some people are probably wondering, well, what good does it do that, uh, you know, let's say I don't live in a state that has uh, sports betting or I live in, let's say, you know, Indiana, but all of the promotional and odds boosts are in, you know, Jersey right. for games like that. Like, well, how does that help me? And how am I supposed to shot? Well. The reality is, and I don't know uh, how many of you guys realize this, and those that have been doing it for a while, you know all about proxy services because oh, yeah. these states in which you have legalized sports betting, you have to actually be a resident of state legally anyway to be able to uh, place the or supposed to be able to place the wager. Uh, some states uh, are implementing a little bit stricter rules than others, but Vegas forever has had proxy services where you simply you hire. Uh, you hire a company who goes and places yep. the bets for you in that state. If you like the odds, they can go shop it for you. Uh, I don't know what Jersey did or what New York is planning on doing just yet. Um, I don't know if you've even heard of any uh, proxy services popping up, but I, I would imagine that is going to be an alternate business that uh, could be mm-hmm. very lucrative because again, if as long as they're going to be competing for our business as a sports investor, guys, with the, you know, with, proxy services available there is zero excuse for you to a take a bad number right. or you know or b not take advantage of getting one of those promotional bets there because it's crazy you know just the bets alone that you were able to take advantage of in right. there with some of the uh, some of the things that they were there's a reason why they lost money this year uh, there you go uh, again New jersey and it wasn't because everyone's so smart it was a lot of that had to do with the fact that they They're were They're going to give me odd- free value. They're giving oh me free value, Joe. Come on. Ridiculous. It'd be stupid to not take it, right? Ridiculous. And don't think, by the way, guys in Vegas are only betting in Vegas. Right. You know what I mean? That's not how it works.
2: So, you know, first of all, you know this, Joe, the, the super contest out in Vegas, mm-hmm. right, for football. You know, there's thousands of people who participated in that that are not in Vegas, okay? They've got a guy, a service, or an individual that is physically... Um, there because nice. in that contest you have to physically be there to to enter, right? Um, just just last weekend, I told you, one of the odds boosts I got was Kelsey touchdown and Chiefs win. Crazy. I think it went from Crazy. plus 230 to I got it at plus 375. Another Jeez. one, Joe. Joe, I'm not on women's Australian Open tennis, but Sophia right. Kennan I saw from like plus 120 to plus 180. I was like, sure. I'll go yep. for it and bang, it hits, right? And I haven't Heard of the proxy services popping up just yet, Joe, but I will yeah. say this: our guy, Window Will, is available,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, Window you know will
2: I, needs to parlay this into his own little side hustle, give out his own number you. right, and be like, yo, I'm available these hours to these hours. He's at the book, he yeah. might as well, and, I mean, and I know side hustle for window to will too
1: before Jersey, New York, you know, the contests that you mentioned that are that yeah. have long been in Vegas for the football. It won't be long, guys, before it's put together, Absolutely. and it, it'll be on the East Coast. So there is, there is so much more coming. But I think that's a great alternate business. You know, another. Opportunity we got to get in Window people. Will's
2: here. How about this, Joe? We set up Window Will, right? And yes. for the idea, we get like ten percent.
1: Yeah, I'll cut him a deal in nine and a half, and and I'll, go nine, but, uh, I'll are, go nine, Joe. I'll go nine. See, you're nicer than I would. I, w- I was not going to go anywhere near nine, but that's good. <laughs> that's fine. Window. The problem is, right? I hear he has a problem getting to the window in time. He I know because like, Gabe's on him. Done away. Yeah, Gabe. You it, know, well. he gets a coffee. He like doesn't understand the whole time is uh, time is money concept. There's, there's ways around that, Joe. <laughs> or window will gets just abused every time the window guy will just needs guy.
2: to bring his own empire he should he should like hire somebody it should you know window wills proxy service exactly correct. Yeah. exactly for, I, yo so we gotta for. yeah i'm with this <laughs> we gotta we gotta pitch this business yep. to window will
1: so last night guys um we finally got to see the future like uh like everyone made it out the scene with yannis and zion and uh, zion right. and, uh uh, if the future is anything like last night, um, Zion should retire right now because uh, he got he got his butt whooped uh, by the uh, by the Greek freak last night, who drops 34, 17 boards, six assists. Only played 33 minutes in the yeah. game on the road, and it wasn't a good shooting night. It was actually the worst game uh, thus far of Zion's uh, return or start really to his NBA career. So. I, don't get crazy with it, but even the Greek freak uh, last night had said that, um, yeah, the kid is going to be he's going to be a force. But uh, the real force here is he finished with 20 points. I think seven boards, five, assist, 27 and five. Yeah, 10 of yeah 14 from the line. OK, so even in a bad fast. game, he's putting up 14 free throws, Joe. Yes. Yeah. Which is, again, that's that's going to be a big part of his game. And he is going to need to get to the line like a, yep. a guy like Zion's going to need to be because he's not going to shoot guys 50 percent from the field. Every It's just right. not going to happen with him. Um, he's got to develop that outside shot. Mm-hmm. But if he can get to the if he can get to the free throw line and he can uh, convert a high percentage, that's going to be a big part of his game. But. Listen, Milwaukee's now 43-7 after last night on the season. Um, That's just the eighth team in NBA history, guys, to win 43 of its first 50 games of the season. And by the way, the other teams that are in that category, every one of them made it to the NBA Finals. uh, And that 73-win Golden State Warriors team, they were the only one not to win it, Dane. Just saying. There is some precedent here. They looked so – they went on a 30-9 yeah. to 9 run at one point in that game, Dane, where it was – and we kind of – we said it yesterday. We're like, listen, Milwaukee is very focused on the regular season versus the playoffs, what they got to do. The reason that they are not profitable as a double-digit favorite is because of what we watched last night. The dude played 33 minutes. Right. And they blew them out of the water. It was they. They're playing the, the long game,
2: Joe. They right, need Giannis exactly. fresh in May.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> now it's interesting because, and I give credit to to the Pelicans. They were. Um. It was close at halftime, but the third quarter came and that run came 42, and then 30,
2: 42, 24 yeah. in the third.
1: And then Giannis sat on the bench and was like, "All right, guys, enjoy the rest Y'all of the game here. I'm right. uh, I'm good to go." So uh, they are. The more I watch that team, Dane, the more I am. There's a little swagger. There's a little difference mm-hmm. going on here with the Milwaukee Bucks this year, guys. I've never they got that look and that eye where and you could tell it last year when Giannis lost, man, that yep. there is um, this team is all playing depth shooting. And even on off nights, when you have a guy like the Greek freak in there that you can rely upon. This is a, and as good as I like teams like Miami who are going tonight against the Clippers, Toronto, who's won 11 of its last 13, some crazy number. There is something different about this Milwaukee team this year, my man.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you just said it, let's not
1: discount the fact that
2: the Raptors are hot right now. And they're a, um, you know, they're a, uh, a professional team, right? Of veterans that'll play the right way. I'm not discounting them. I'm not discounting the Toronto Raptors, but I think you're right, Joe. You know, we talk about especially in the NBA, Joe. There's kind of a progression, right? There's kind of levels to it. There's a there's a growing up process that I think mm-hmm. quite frankly Giannis is going through and Embiid and Simmons are not. You know what I mean? And I think but but I will still say this, Joe. When we get to May and the playoffs, we know about Giannis. It's going to come down to Middleton, Bledsoe, Matthews, these kind of guys, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to have to be Robin or the second fiddle, okay? And they're going to have to hold up their end of the bargain, all right? That's what I think will need to happen for the Bucs. But you're right. They got a different look in their eye. Joe, are you willing to lay minus 155 for the Bucs to win the Eastern Conference?
1: Yeah. yeah, Right now, Dan, I honestly believe that's Uh probably the cheapest you're going to get it. Right. Telling you guys, as it goes along, they are machine. They're machine-like. They're very it, it, it militant in is. what they do and how they approach the game each and every night. And spreads crack me up with them because they will. W- they can win. You want us to win by ten? We can win by ten. You want yeah. us to win by six? We can win by six. They really can. Really dictate not only the pace of the game and they fly. Uh, I mean, they're the fifth. Uh, we told you the fifth tempo team in mm-hmm. the NBA, but they also have the ability to slow it down, dominate you on the board. Joe, they're winning by 12 and a half points a game. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous. And to me, teams like the only teams that will absolutely have the opportunity to take down Milwaukee in the East are teams that are going to be tough enough. Um, Veteran teams like Toronto is going to be a giant pain for them, Um, like uh, like Miami. But teams to me like Philadelphia, guys, um, Boston, I don't think they're nearly they're not nearly capable and and they are good, but they're not nearly capable to take down what they've got going on in Milwaukee right now. So mine under two dollars right now, Dane, I think is a steal okay. for Milwaukee to walk away with the East. I, you know, we did take early on in the season Toronto to repeat as Eastern Conference champion. It was like twelve to one to they stuff still 12 to one. the fifth Miami choice. was a good deal early on because everyone kept waiting for the you know the other shoe to drop there, but right. they're not going anywhere. But to me, it's a three-team race. It really is Milwaukee, Miami, and uh, Toronto. Those are the three toughest, mentally tough, most athletic, best shooting and depth teams that we have right now. Everyone else has got big, glaring holes in their roster like Philadelphia, of course, and like Boston, who is that next tier, Uh, I don't think they're going to have even close enough to get it done. I really don't.
2: Yeah, I would put Indiana in that next oh, tier as true, well. I don't yeah. think they're the true elite. I think they're in that next yeah. tier. Uh, yeah. I'll be very interested to see like the 4-5 matchup in the East you know, and yeah. the 3-6 yeah. matchup in the East because yep. I do think there's six teams that are quality. I'll say this, though, yep. Joe. I am a little bit bigger of a believer in the Boston Celtics than you are. I think they do have talent if they get it figured out, and I think Danny Ooh. Ainge will make a move um, in the next 48 hours. Okay, So I'm still holding out hope that Boston... Boston could be a thorn in people's sides as well. We talk about Milwaukee minus 155 right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, Joe, Philly is 6-1 in the East. Boston 7-1. Miami 10-1. Toronto Mm -hmm. still 12-1. They're still under-respected in my opinion. But I did want to say one last thing here, Joe. Laughable, actually. The Pelicans, man. Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. Don't sleep on these guys in the
1: future. They, oh, absolutely! They're
2: talking about the playoffs. They need to trade Drew Holiday and even J.J. Redick and get some more pieces.
1: The future's bright. Hours left here, guys. Yep, future's bright. Hours left here. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. I just don't know if. Uh, well, it remained to be seen here. Front office there worries me a little bit. Yeah. But- All right, over 40 games on the card tonight in uh, college hoops. Uh, plenty of action. Limited card last night, but we told you a couple of upsets there. A couple yep. of uh, top 25 uh, teams oh, the getting gone. the job done finally. And uh, guys, we are 40 days away from uh, from the madness known as uh, March, and it's coming here. Tournament time is less than uh, just less than days away. In fact, so these next these next few weeks here are going to be vital for. A lot of these bubble teams, a lot of teams kind of just trying to vie and get themselves on track. Uh, one of those games tonight is going to be um, the 12th-ranked Seton Hall. Um, they are going up against Georgetown, Georgetown in Georgetown. Now, they are coming off a uh, – they had their 10-game streak. Yeah, they lost they over the weekend. On 10, and they lost to Xavier at home, no less. Yeah, so, it that. was a—it uh, was not a good loss. And congratulations to Xavier, too, on the road, taking down uh, – um, the, uh, the DePaul there, uh, DePaul yesterday in DePaul, by the way, a very desperate team. And, uh, Xavier ends up pulling out the win and the cover. Congratulations to them as a dog in that game. Uh, they lost 74 to 62. So it wasn't just a loss. They kind of got beat up, uh, which is very unusual for this seat and all team So now what are they going to do against Georgetown? Well, I can tell you it is by far. The biggest line movement of uh, any of the games thus far, early on. It's not even uh, on the, the board anymore, FanDuel. Posted. Yeah, well, there is there there is some. Uh, I think uh, is the top scorer for Georgetown. Uh, okay. I do believe is uh, is questionable for the game, so they might have pulled it off depending on what they want. Gotcha. But overnight, um, they were hammering Seton Hall. Um, mm-hmm. They were absolutely hammering it. Opened up like two and a half and three in some places, uh, and it uh, it got. Um, I'm sorry, Seton Hall listed as a, a one-and-a-half uh, point short favorite, and then it got pushed up to as high as three-and-a-half. I even saw a couple of fours out there. So it was clear who the pros, and we told you early on, guys, early in the morning when you see these kinds of line movements, it's uh, it's not because uh, you know right. millions of bets are coming in, but respected bettors are coming in, it's and they're money. pushing lines up. And that's what you have here, except for the fact now I believe Uh, Mac McClung is, uh, is the leading scorer for Georgetown. There's some question. He's got a foot injury, whether or not he'll be there, but that is a game. A lot of eyes are going to be as well as Iowa and Purdue tonight, which is another situation where uh, it appears Dane, that both pros and Joes seem to be on the same page here with, uh, with backing Iowa and uh it looks like that continues to uh that money continues to flow in on Iowa on the road Purdue not an easy place to play but the problem is Iowa way too much offense Purdue uh, uh this is a team that could you know hey we dropped 44 today like uh, like oh my it's like watching paint dry there uh totally different ball game this year tough place to play for Purdue but Iowa tonight looks to be. Ah, uh, looks to be the favorite from both sides as that number continues to go up. Well, and we had not I on Fanduel, Joe. Not on Fanduel. No. What do they got at Fanduel? Because
2: remember, this game is in Purdue. Okay, right. Right. Purdue is a three and a half point favorite on Fanduel. Iowa is getting three and a half points, plus three and a half. For Iowa, as the ranked team, 17 in the country, going into Purdue, Iowa seven and four in conference. Purdue five and six in conference. Purdue mm-hmm. at home is actually a three, three and a half point favorite.
1: There are a number of two and a halfs and threes okay. available guys in the marketplace. It opened up as uh, Purdue three, three and a three, three and a half, and it should be because a three we and know a half, home yeah. teams. Look at the, the numbers for home teams in the Big Ten Conference alone, guys, is gaudy. Um, and we know this because outside of Penn State last night doing the unthinkable, right, they, don't win uh, on the road. they have 46 and 10 straight up. That's that's what home teams in the Big Ten have done this year. Uh, 29 and 23 against the number 56. But Big Ten home teams, guys, are without a doubt as close to a money line bet as you want to get all year long, Dane. 46 and 10, 86% straight up is is crazy but here's that little number again next to one yep. team's Interestes. name Yep and not against the other so uh it'll be interesting to see how that plays out no injuries on either side there which is good but you got a game in the big east up by you there with uh Creighton who is also a top 20 team going up against Providence who yep. guess what not a little number next to their name That's at home, right. though, Dane. And what is the line showing up at uh, FanDuel there?
2: Yeah, so I see Providence, though, as a one-point favorite here. Creighton coming in. And remember, listen, Providence, an above 500 team in conference right. at right. home hosting the ranked team. Remember, these numbers in the parentheses are things that we are looking to fade <laughs> here on the early line and at Sports Grid Right now, though, at some point, Joe, at some point, doesn't this get baked into the number? Right? Because we're yeah. seeing Purdue as the favorite at home, even in that spot. We're seeing yep. Providence as the favorite at home, even in that spot, with the quote unquote better ranked team coming in. So at
1: what yep. point do the books start to bake this into the line? It's it's interesting too because the percentage, Dane, it it's almost I'm seeing fifty-fifty percent, like okay, you know, Creighton fifty-three percent of the tickets, 49% of the money. And 47% of the tickets and 51% of the money is actually on the home team there in yep. Providence. So, it's amazing. I am seeing that Creighton opened up as the as a one-point favorite, but has since moved to... One-point dog. Where are you showing? One-point yeah, yeah. dog, yeah. One-point oh, dog. It so literally it's literally
2: just moved. Literally, in the last point. 10 seconds. Now, they're given one and a half. Providence is now a one-and-a-half
1: point favorite. It literally... I, I saw it change as I was staring yep. at the screen right now. Yep. Creighton opens up as a favorite. Now, the home team... Like you said, and I'm seeing it now across the board, one and a half. It's moving now, yeah, uh, in, in a number of different places. Yep. So all of it. Now, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that there is a uh, there is a revenge scenario in this, too. Oh, yeah. That, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they played a couple of weeks ago. and Let me just okay. make sure here. They played a couple of weeks ago, and they lost, uh, I believe. So there is a bit of a revenge factor. Creighton beat Providence. Uh, in Creighton, 78 to 74 a couple of weeks ago. They didn't cover. They were a six. Think about this. They were a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They only won by four. In Creighton. So, in Creighton. So now it's on the road, and we are talking a pretty significant flip there. Yep. So don't discount the revenge factor the second time around in college, in uh, in conference play. Right. These teams know each other. They've seen each other. And uh, I Providence at home. It, it's still hard in college, guys. I don't care. What are they? Seventeen and five. Creighton still hard to win yep. on the road in conference. And the betters are telling you right now. Yeah, I don't think so. Creighton. We're back in the home team here. Providence to get the job done tonight. Yep.
2: And and listen, Providence at just over five hundred in the Big East. You never know how many teams are going to yes. get in. Um, if from a conference like the big East, right, they probably ticketed for about four teams. This could be a big win over a ranked team for the Friars, um, as they, right. As they look to close out and be on a roll, you know, these are kind of these teams, you know, we're going to start hearing the word bubble a lot, Joe. Right. And when you hear those kind of teams, they look at, well, what are your quality wins? Right. And yep. this is an opportunity right now for Providence tonight mm-hmm. to get a win over a ranked team. Big, and I bet it's going to be live there at the you know good old Dunkin' Donuts Center. You know, uh, yes. Yeah, yep. I'd lay like, yep. Really, Joe, what are we talking about? A point, a point and a half.
1: Like, home team, man. I'm sorry, that's yeah. a revenge, like revenge. spot, home team opportunity. Uh is taking on Butler tonight. That's, Another that's monster game. That's a big game. game. Huge game. What is the line at Fanduel on this one here? I got it at two and a half, Joe. Okay, so it, yeah, it's saying pretty steady across yep. the board then, both East Coast and, uh, and West Coast. Yeah, got that two and a half. Two and a half, and, and that's pretty much what it started. The total is right, about 130, 130 and a half. I see 130 on
2: the number. But to reinforce what we just said, Providence, yep. five and four in the Big East, Joe, right? Butler, five and four in the Big East. Big East. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. with, if Villanova goes in there, gets a W, Providence holds serve on their home court. You know, they are higher than Butler in the Big East as we go into conference tourney time.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's, um, it, you know, college hoops, guys, especially I'm telling you over the next 30 days, there are going to be some teams that feel their back is up against the wall, yep. um, that they're going to be playing with a sense of uh, urgency. You, you saw it last night with Penn State, guys. That looked like a right. team that. How come we didn't see they... it with
2: Rutgers, Joe? We didn't right. see it with Rutgers. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. And, you know, it's funny because Rutgers, they covered. Maryland was sure. able to hold on. They weren't able to power through. I don't know if the tournament committee cares about that, though. You Exactly. Well, that's, you know, they, well, they will take point differential. They'll take sure. that into consideration, especially your road record. But these games matter big time, uh, big time, especially yeah. like Butler, who is we consider big Butler to be the, uh, that Butler to be that kind of that mid-major darling, right? Right, but absolutely. They're in a big conference here, guys. They're, you know, this is they're competing with the big boys here. And for them to be able to get past that hump a game tonight at home against, you That's know, Villanova. Against
2: Villanova tonight, yeah.
1: You've got to win these kinds of games. And and Virginia, too, got a huge win, guys, last week. Huge win. Um, that they were able to uh able to finally keep on track. They are like a loss away. From being uh, being an absolute nightmare, and they're taking on at home Clemson. What do you have as this total Dane? What is, the, yeah, what, oh. is total, <laughs> what What is the total in this game well, right now? Let
2: me ask you. Let me first ask you:
1: <laughs> How low would it have to be for you to take the over? Uh, it would it have to be under it would have to come close to 100 it would have to come close to 100 where, are we close to one? where is
2: it at yeah now? relatively speaking 107 is
1: the total for this game first to 55 wins joe it's so true sounds man. like a it high school
2: so girls basketball total
1: yes and by the way clemson not great virginia we all know guys defending champs here right this yeah. is uh, they they not the same they're team the same, but, uh, yeah. but they play at a, there's 356, I believe, uh, teams, Dane. Yeah. Their tempo is number 355. Awesome. Absolutely. I mean. It's like watching. <laughs> it's just so low. You're right. You're right. It's so effing low. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can bear like to do it. Get a sandwich, they still haven't scored <laughs> right. yet. Like, like, that's still what's going on. It's uh it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What about first uh, half on there? I, we'll look at that number. I want yeah. to, yeah, exactly. Let's look at that number, too. Coming up good. next All right, guys. Welcome back in here. It is the early line on the grid. Sure is. It certainly is, and uh, giving you those early lines uh, around the leagues here tonight. We told you it's uh, back in, uh, back to a uh, to a big card here tonight in the NBA. A big card over 40 games in college hoops here tonight on the board. Uh, we went over a couple of the uh, couple of the top 25, including uh virginia at home coming off a monster win against florida state a a win that uh they needed to you're talking about a florida state team is a top five team in the country right now guys they uh, leonard hamilton and company got the athletes they got the length they got the shooting if he's ever gonna ever gonna make a run go to leonard uh to the uh to the final four now would be a good time uh, to get it done so virginia needed that win got it you're talking about the number one defense in the country here with a total mm-hmm. of what now? 107?
2: 107, Joe.
1: Oh, what is that first half number? I
2: know, right? That's a good question. I'm going to bring that is, one up.
1: What is I'll, that first half number, brother? I'll get, brother. It. I'll Give me get it for number.
2: you. I'll get because it for you. Give me a second.
1: That is the problem with Clemson is all year long, one of the most inconsistent teams in the ACC, right? right. We've seen them where well, they beat they lost- Hughes. Right. They beat Q's in a great back and forth game at home. Huge win for them there. And then all of a sudden uh, you'll watch them. You'll be like, oh, God, you know, they all of a sudden they'll go from scoring 80 points to, oh, wow, look at that. They scored 51. Like they are legitimately all over the map. While Virginia, you know what you're going to get. Like you understand what you're going to get. They went on the road, in fact, Clemson, I think, to Wake Forest. And they scored 44 points, guys.
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's the other way I was going to go, because I don't have a first half line. But <laughs> your Clemson team total tonight, Joe, Go ahead. Is 49 and a half.
1: Oh, see, that's, and again, but that to me against the number one defense. Against the defense
2: of Virginia, right.
1: Uh, absolutely. And uh, it's also bad. They're two and six against the number in their last eight road games. The favorite eight, two and one in the last eleven meetings between these two teams. It's a big number, it's eight, I get it. And here's the other thing, Dane, that we talk about a lot. Yep. Big spreads like Low you know totals, these.
2: Right. How do they get that working margin in a game that's supposed to be so low scoring? How are you going to get that eight-point margin? We say it in football a lot, right? If it totals in the high 30s and the spread's at 10, then what are they telling you is going to be? Like, just do the math, right? With a total of 107, Joe, and an Mm eight-point spread, what they're telling you is what? 58-50?
1: That's correct.
2: 57-49? That's yep. what they're talking about as the game. So now think, is that what you're gonna be staring at on, you know, whatever it is, ESPN two or whatever it is. Uh you know, that's it's tough to get that kind of a margin with that low scoring of a game.
1: It is. And it's not like and this dane to me, listen, you score forty four points against the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. You're gonna have all sorts of issues tonight yeah. against Virginia in Virginia. Right. And I Would it surprise you if this game was 48 to 41? It would not. It 48? would not. So that's why Virginia, when we laugh about it and we talk about it, to me, Virginia, I always go right to the total because I'm worried about laying eight points with a team that's only going to score maybe, you know, 55 points. And, yes, they'll win – but laying eight points against a team that is not going, and that's the big problem right now with Virginia, is they rank uh, 15th in the conference, Dane, in the ACC, oh, in a in a, uh offensive, offensive efficiency. Yeah. Clemson is number nine in the conference, which is nice, but it's that defense, number one in Virginia versus number 11 in Clemson. So this has got to me 50 to 44, yeah. something like that. I don't think it gets to 107. That's why I keep laughing at you going, You almost have to take the under. No way do I trust either of these teams to break, uh, you know, to break 55 points, which is what would be needed to happen in order to be able to hit the over in this one.
2: I hear you. It's just tough to stomach. It's one of those close your eyes specials. You know what I mean, Joe? You just make the bet and then you check your balance afterwards. I ain't trying to watch this.
1: It is so true, man. It is is gut-wrenching to say the least, but when you can play defense and we know this in the uh certainly in the tournament day and when it comes down to it Oh, sure. defense defense is definitely maybe not in the super bowl guys but uh defense has to be accounted for look at uh, listen it won virginia yes they had some shooters but it won virginia national championship texas tech last year texas wasn't tech a also. team auburn last with, year also how about oregon maybe yeah. all that run there because of their defense yeah they could they could shoot some Absolutely. guys are shooters That's not what they are known for. Slow to tempo down, half-court game, and we're going to score more than you, and we're going to make it almost impossible for you to be able to score. And I think that's kind of what you've got in this game here tonight uh, in uh, in the ACC matchup where, hold your nose, guys. It's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be effective, and it's also going to cash. Take the under in that game. I got no problem with that. And in the NBA, you got nine games on tap here uh, tonight, Dane, and – you know, so some of the trades here: who Atlanta Hawks, Minnesota Timberwolves. Here, right. do you are you looking at this uh, no. any differently? I'm or elsewhere. You still... I'm ahead. elsewhere.
2: Oh, and by the way, Joe, it sounds like down here in the pit, they're going to be uh, starting to chronicle our picks, our plays of the day, shall we say? Yes. And that's good because we nailed the under on Zion yesterday. I gave we yep. gave out the you know too many points for Duke, so they're going to start mm-hmm. tracking it. So technically, I guess we got to play the bump. It's time for the plays of the day. I love it.
3: Come play with us.
2: It's your "Make It Rain"
1: plays of the day.
3: Forever. When you play the Game of Thrones, Forever. you
1: win. you Forever. die? Just creepy, man. It is it's creepy, and, and it's somebody redo the damn name of the show. Will you play what the early line is? Ah, <laughs> that's true. Like oh word. Fair enough. All right. So, so ahead, play to it. that and point. Here you talk about the, uh, the trading
2: deadline, right? I'm going to go elsewhere on it, Joe. Okay. I'm looking at Memphis tonight. Ooh. All right, because remember there's that whole Andre Iguodala, and, like, he's going to get moved, and John ja Morant and the crew are like, nah, what about us? We're playoff contenders. And, listen, the Memphis Grizzlies, Joe, they are 7-3 and three in their last 10. John ja Morant is doing his thing. They go to Dallas today, and for me, it's no Luka Doncic. Remember that. Mm-hmm. KP went off. Last time without Luca, I don't know that that's sustainable. I'm getting five points. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are hot. Give me the Grizzlies going into Dallas plus five, five and a half tonight.
1: Ooh, interesting. There's actually a couple of uh, there's a couple games that I do like uh, on the board tonight. I would not, um, I would not bet against the Toronto Raptors at home taking that's on the Pacers, number. guys. And while it's – listen, it's nice that – and I think guys are starting to see this now and starting to understand that with Zion, with Oladipo, uh, just because you take these great all-stars and these great players and drop them into lineups, they've played an entire season, rotations, expectations – It's like starting new in training camp, and what you're seeing is Indiana hasn't been able to win a game since he's come back here at this particular point, outside of the first one, and they played a G League there uh, against uh, Detroit, I believe. That was the only time they were able to actually uh, to win. It has been rough sledding, and same thing with Zion. They're not great against the number. There is a feeling out process when you drop guys back in. Meanwhile, you got a Toronto Raptors team that has got everybody healthy now. They are rolling, very tough environment, tough, tough to be able to figure it out. I'd rather play the Chicago, you know, I'd rather play the uh, the, the Chicagos and the Detroits of the world while I'm getting my feet wet than walk into Toronto. But I, my play of the day is absolutely the Miami Heat getting six and a half on the road, taking on the uh, uh, the, clippers. the clippers here. The heat guys, forty one, nineteen, and one against the number. In the last 61 games on the road against teams who have a winning percentage over 600. Hmm. So that means they elevate their game on the road in big moments, in big spots. This is exactly the kind of situation. And by the way, L.A., the Clippers, 4-11 against the number, Dan, in their last 15 after a win. Interesting. They won they just won, guys. They uh, you saw them uh, do that there. They ended up beating the Spurs there a couple of nights ago. Now they welcome into Miami Heat, who are rolling uh, here. You've got now. I know the Tyler Hero out, Miler's Leonard out, okay. uh, but Jimmy Butler in, Drogic in, uh, everybody else in there. What about there. Miami to me, on the road
2: though? Aren't they like dominant at home? You trust them to go on the road?
1: 41, 19 and one in the All last right. six against teams against better teams on the road. Not necessarily the you know they get into trouble with the uh, you know like with the Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland the and the Cleveland Cavs. Are, exactly. So they uh they are kind of on a mission here, and I do not trust the Clippers right now. Six. Uh, if it was two and a half, two. Right. Uh, three, you know, it's they've split in Miami, I believe. They uh, plus they got a revenge factor with. Miami had lost at home uh, at blowing a lead against the Clippers there about a month ago. So uh, give me the six and a half points. There's plenty of value to me, especially dropping, what, 137 on Philadelphia a couple of nights ago. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I like it. I also would not shy away from the over in this game either at 223.
2: Yeah, I see it at 223 on the number as well. So to recap, you're riding with the Heat plus seven. Yep. Right. You're also you're laying the points with the, the, with the Raptors tonight. You're laying six. I'm mm-hmm. taking the I'm taking the Grizzlies plus five. And Joe, it sounds like we like that under. Right. in oh, Clemson, Clemson and yes, Virginia. Absolutely. A lot of orange on the court, yeah. but not a lot of scoring.
1: No, 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 no. no. And, and whatever that first half number is, too, by the way, in Virginia, you might want to take a uh, you might want to take a look at that. And
2: yeah. I didn't I'm see also it interested. Yet, but...
1: I'm also interested in seeing the Denver Nuggets now. What can they do on the second leg of a back-to-back? back-to-back. Guess who they're taking on? Utah. Yeah, Utah Jazz who are reeling, guys, reeling. They haven't it seems like Utah hasn't won a game in uh in a month here, Dane. It's it's been a rough stretch for them. So uh you've got a Jamal Murray uh sighting there for Denver. Yeah. Uh, what intrigues timing is me, though, everything.
2: There's still no prop bets on Murray. Uh, for yeah, tonight, not, yeah. So they don't know yep. if maybe he's ready to go back-to-back Still nights, questioned. that yep. sort of thing. And that, remember, we talk about, that's why you got to get the updates, Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Later on in the day, because that's going to impact some of these props for everybody yep. else on Denver.
1: Yep, yeah. And you got a little bit of a fatigue factor. You got a home court advantage for Utah. It's a big number, but listen, guys, if, you ever gonna, if Utah's going to get back on track, it needs to be at home, and it needs to be against a team that's in the second leg of a back-to-back. So... All right, you got the plays. Good luck, Daniel. I'll be back on the early line tomorrow, 7 a.m., breaking it all down for you, getting you ready. Morning after is next. Good luck with those plays. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. DailyRoto.com